Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Jesus heals blind Bartimaeus. Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. This is the word of our Lord. So your faith makes you well. We finish up our study of the life of Christ this morning, at least through the Gospel of Mark, and sometimes we've included some parallel accounts there for the past several months. But we finish it up by looking at the healing of the blind men here at Jericho. This was right before Jesus' entry into Jerusalem and the final week of his earthly life. The city of Jericho is only about 15 miles or so from Jerusalem. So it's reasonably close, and it's really the last major city, the major town, the last major stopping point for people traveling to Jerusalem, uh, in particular for the Passover feast here. Now, if you look at the parallel account in in the Gospel of Matthew, we see that there were actually two blind men here, not just Bartimaeus. And the, the parallel account in the Gospel of Luke says that Jesus healed them on the way into Jericho. And sometimes when you read this, and you look at verse 46, for example, the New American Standard reads, Then they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho. So sometimes it can be a little confusing to us. Which is it? Did he heal them? Were the two men, you know, were there two men there that were blind? and, And was Jesus entering Jericho, or was he leaving Jericho when he healed them? And some people like to, to pick apart the scripture and, and try to really uh, make the scripture uh, contradict itself to prove that it's not true. And that's not the best way to look at it. That's, it's not a good way at all. The best way to look at it is looking at the scripture as a whole. Not just looking at the parallel accounts in Matthew, Luke, and Mark. But going back to the Old Testament and finding out about Jericho. And no doubt you remember 
what happened to the city of Jericho is recorded in Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 to 5. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, and everyone straight before him. So remember what happened to the city of Jericho. They marched around it. On the seventh day, they shouted, the walls fell down. Well, after the walls fell down, the city's in ruins. Your city is destroyed. And rather than clean up the rubble and rebuild the city, they just built the city right next door. So we have essentially Jericho Old Testament, and we have Jericho New Testament. And so Jesus was leaving Jericho Old Testament and coming into the Jericho New Testament. So they're still referred to both as Jericho, but one was a ruined city of Jericho, and the other was the rebuilt city of Jericho, right next to each other. And that's how the reason why Scripture says he was leaving one Jericho and entering the other Jericho. And I I tell you this, the same thing with Matthew mentioning two blind men, or Mark and Luke only mention Bartimaeus, it's simply because Mark and Luke simply focus on the more verbal of the two, which was Bartimaeus. And I bring this up because I just want to you know, to make sure that we're on the same page with understanding that Scripture does not contradict itself. It reinforces itself. And you need to use the entire Bible as you're studying to really understand what it means. And so we see here what they're talking about when, when they say Jesus left Jericho and entered Jericho at the same time. But anyways, Bartimaeus and his friend are, are sitting by the roadside and they're begging. That's about the only way a blind man could make a living, so to speak. That's about the only way that he could survive. A blind man had to be out there and beg, especially if they didn't have any family to take care of them or friends, or anybody would take care of them. And even if they did have someone to take care of them, they probably still had to go out and and get whatever they could get to help out. So these two men, these blind men, they they no doubt knew that uh, the Passover feast was coming, so, so they had a good place on the main road to Jerusalem. That's where they were hanging out, begging, because they knew there were going to be a lot of people passing by. So they figure this is a great place to be. Now remember, these people are blind, not deaf. So they can hear what's going on around them. And they hear all this commotion as Jesus and the crowd are are approaching, coming by. So Bartimaeus asks someone, 
What's happening? What's going on? Who's leading this large group? And someone tells him, oh, it's Jesus of Nazareth. And Bartimaeus no doubt thinks, wow, this is great news. Because no doubt, he has heard the story about Jesus. He probably heard about the raising of Lazarus at Bethany, because that wasn't too far away. He probably heard some rumblings about the Sanhedrin and the scribes and the Pharisees and other religious leaders out to get this guy for his teaching. So Bartimaeus must have thought, boy, there must be something to this guy. I've heard all these these things about him. Some people love him, some people hate him. Some people follow him, some people want him dead. But Bartimaeus doesn't really care what the people think, so to speak, especially the religious leaders. He simply wants to be healed, and he believes this man can. This man, Jesus, can do that. He can heal me. After all, he's heard all these miracles that he's done. But he's blind, so he doesn't know where Jesus is at. So he just starts to shout, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And he keeps shouting this. And the crowd tells him to quiet down, to be quiet. The crowd tries to shut him up, saying, you're just annoying us. Calm down. Go back to bed. But the more that the crowd tried to shut Bartimaeus up and stop him from, from finding Jesus and shouting his name, the more aggressive and the more assertive, the more louder Bartimaeus got. He kept shouting, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And finally, he gets Jesus' attention. So Jesus stops, and no doubt the entire crowd, the procession stops with him. And he calls for Bartimaeus. And now all of a sudden, the crowd who was trying to shut Bartimaeus up are trying to encourage him and get him to come forward. So at first they're saying, you know, quiet down there, leave us alone. And now they're trying to say, come on, Bartimaeus, the Master wants you. Jesus wants you. Now, there's no doubt in Bartimaeus' mind when he hears this, he knows he is going to be healed. He knows that. He is full of confidence. He has faith that Jesus can heal him. So he throws his cloak off. That would be uh, like a jacket, you know, but uh, it would be more important to especially a blind man because uh, that would have also been his blanket, so to speak. That would have kept him warm. Uh, and, and think about it. If you're blind and you take an article of clothing off or something that you need and you throw it aside, how are you going to find that again? That's going to be very challenging if you're blind. So he's got faith right here. He leaves his cloak behind. That's his, that's his key possession in life. And he leaves it behind because he knows he'll be able to find it later because he will be healed. Jesus, of course, knows the hearts and minds of all of us. He knows 
what Bartimaeus wants before he even asks. But Jesus asks him anyways. What do you want me to do for you? And again, Jesus already knows Bartimaeus' heart. And Jesus knows that Bartimaeus believes he will be healed. He wouldn't have left his cloak behind if he didn't think he was going to be healed. But Bartimaeus needs to demonstrate his faith to the crowd. And that's what Jesus wants the crowd to understand. So Jesus heals him and says, Your faith has made you well. And at that point in time, Bartimaeus' physical eyes were opened, but also his spiritual eyes as well. He may not have known much about Jesus. He probably only heard the stories, but he believed that Jesus could heal him. And Jesus did. Jesus opened his eyes, healed his eyes. And after that, that outward healing also reflected his inward spiritual salvation as well. And Jesus tells Bartimaeus to go. Go live your life. Go do what you need to do. Jesus never said, follow me. But Bartimaeus did. Bartimaeus chose to join the procession to going to Jerusalem. And perhaps this, is, this will be Bartimaeus' very first Passover. Maybe he wasn't uh, very religious uh, before. Maybe because of his blindness, he couldn't do much. But what a wonderful experience that would be. Your very first Passover. Seeing all the sights and participating in it. With someone special. Being there with Jesus the very first time. How wonderful that would be. But I also imagine at the beginning of the week when Bartimaeus' eyes were open and he was just so happy and so filled with joy at seeing the sights and being a part of that festival and being there with his Lord and Savior. What a wonderful experience that would be. But I also imagine Bartimaeus was there at the end of the week too. And no doubt he was saddened and heartbroken and grief-stricken to see the man who healed him, the man who saved him, was executed on a cross. No doubt Bartimaeus was feeling on top of the world at the beginning of the week. But by the end, he too was crushed. This blind man could see who Jesus really was. He knew he was the son of David. He was the Messiah. The religious leaders, on the other hand, could not and would not. They refused to see him for who he truly was. They were blinded to his true identity. Bartimaeus' faith made him well. He was healed. He was able to see. He was saved. And no matter how desperate your situation may be, if you call out to Jesus in faith, He will help you. 
It may not be how you're expecting, but He will be there for you and He will help you. We simply need to call out to Him in faith. But we don't take my word for it. Take His. Call out to Him, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And He will show you. He will open your eyes. He will open your heart. He will show you what He wants you to do. If we could all have faith of Bartimaeus, wouldn't that be wonderful? Let's close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for giving us another example of faith this morning. Help us to truly remember who You are and that You are there for us when we need You. Help us to call out to Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of David, and have mercy on us. We thank You for these past several months studying Your life and Your teachings. Help us to take what we have learned and apply it each and every day in our own lives. And we do this all for Your honor and for Your glory. We pray in Jesus' name who lives and reigns with You now and forever. Amen.